Hello. My name is Elder Puss. We haven't made that reference in a while. We haven't. So it's what's going on? It's been so long since we've talked. I know. I know. Feels like it's only been a day, though. <laughs> Maybe it's because it has. It's been quite literally 24 hours since we last recorded. Um, yeah, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, that's the one thing that's good about October is we like we get our our quality time in. Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I've so got nothing new. Do you have anything new? <laughs> no. I was gonna say there's nothing going on. It is still Corona. Yep. I still don't have it. Knock on wood. Yeah, hoping. Hoping everybody trends that way. Yep. Or at least the people we like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? So today, I know that we did a similar thing where we did March Madness with real killers versus serial killers. Yeah. Um, no, just kidding. Um, yeah. Serial killers, they're not real killers. Um, no. They only kill Cocoa Puffs. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's... It, it was fictional versus real life killers. So this yeah. is similar but different. Basically, we're going to talk about the top six horror movie characters ranked. Okay. And it's going to be a real hoot. I can't wait to I hear may. about it. I'm excited to talk about it. And I mean, granted, I'm always excited to talk, but <laughs> I'm definitely excited to talk about this. All right. You didn't have to laugh. That's... <laughs> You this are always is bullying. Talk. <laughs> but yeah, so starting off at number six, we'll just get right into it. We'll just yeah. hop right in. No riffing. Get to it, man. So sixth is the Wolfman. Uh huh. One of my favorites. Poor, faves. sweet, innocent Wolfman. Oh, then you may want to close your ears. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, what is this based on? So I didn't have a rubric because I'm not as organized as you are, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. But I tried to keep it based on originality, um, like how terrifying they actually are, uh-huh. and then how prominent they are. So, for example, prominence, every, every character in here that's listed is pretty prominent in, like, popular culture. Like, it, yeah. there will be none that nobody has heard of. Uh-huh. <laughs> or at least I hope, if, if there is... That's your own problem. But I, I really tried to keep it limited to their characteristics, their MO, um, like physical characteristics. Okay. Um, not just like their personalities, if they're a Gemini. Um, yeah. And then I, I also talk a little bit about where exactly we hear from them. Okay. And I'm going to be honest right now. 99% of these way too many things going on. So right. I tried to keep it to a bare minimum. Okay. I just wanted to know where, where our baseline was. Yeah. So our baseline is we don't have a baseline. Okay. <laughs> our just baseline is I just flying by the seat of our pants. However, I felt that day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so the Wolfman is though Haley's favorite often forgotten about in my opinion which is why i placed him last <laughs> i would i would 100 percent disagree with that 
hundred percent. And you're entitled to that opinion. Mm-hmm. But in comparison to these other ones, like, not quite what I would. I I, I mean, my, I, I, I'm going to guess I already know what number one and number two are. Like, I don't know which mm, one is which. I am going to bet money that you don't. If, if I don't, then your list is wrong. <laughs> no, my list is right. It's just a case. It's very twisty. Okay, well, all right. I guess we'll see. I already disagree, so. <laughs> you you do disagree because I know who you want to be number one, and it's not him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when we get there. But I already oh, yeah. disagree, so tell me your wrong list. <laughs> this is this is going to be the episode that breaks us. This yep. is, we say it every time. This is going to be the one. Um, but so the other reason that. I I put him at the bottom of the list is that maybe it's because I'm a woman and I have other primal urges of men to fear, but homeboy effectively turns into a glorified puppy. Okay. The the smile of anger Haley has right now. I'm just I'm questioning which wolfman you're talking about. Just the general general wolfman. Like the original wolfman with um fuck what's his name. Uh, Lon Chaney Claude Jr. Rains? Yes, I'm thinking. I I immediately think to oh his dad Claude Rains. <laughs> no, Lon Chaney Jr. I, but I I do reference that movie. Um, but yeah, but basically, like with the right amount of training, anybody can get this guy in line. Like, mm. he's not he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. You gotta give okay, me that. Trial. Huh? Okay, Smash yes, Mouth. Yes. <laughs> Haley's lashing out with Smash I mean, Mouth references. It's just like I could write a dissertation on the Wolfman. Please I mean, do. Obvi- it's like a it's like a very obvious allegory to like women going through puberty, and I, I mean anybody going through puberty. But um, if you watch, fuck, what's it called? Ginger Snaps, I think it is. That's a werewolf okay. movie where a girl is like coming into her sexuality and then also she turns into a werewolf um very teen wolf and shakira the, she's got the, the wolf whole that, wolf the werewolf that she turns into is fucking horrifying if you look up a still of it it is terrifying but Yay. uh really good movie and i just like the whole um like the whole background of the history of like the werewolf or the wolfman now see i i feel like we should differentiate though i'm not talking about just like general werewolves i am talking about the character of the wolfman okay like i'm not i'm not saying all wolfmen are not scary yeah because werewolf is like one of the top like four or five like halloween characters that you could like mention off the top of your head so i wouldn't say that the the werewolf is forgettable but you're saying that in the, the wolf man yeah in the pantheon of like the justice league of yes horror monsters he is yes he's like the forgettable what's the forgettable of one the of the cast just- of the monster mash yes <laughs> equate them to like marvel characters which one is he forgettable a little doofy Ooh. doesn't really have any superpowers besides that he can just change into something else it's like, dude, that's this your power. Is... You're not really helping us, dude. So then I guess he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Batman's got gadgets. 
Yeah, but Batman doesn't turn into anything. Nothing's made Batman Batman. He had a fuck ton of money and he just decided to spend it on weapons. Yeah, but Batman's clearly Dracula. Batman is not Dracula. That's Dracula does not do nearly enough ass kicking for that. All right. Okay. Well, I know more wrong opinions for me. But yeah, so part of the reason why the Wolfman also does not seem as like iconic to me is that the stories of werewolves like you were talking about like just werewolves in general have been a lot around for so long Mm -hmm. um one of the first stories involving werewolves actually stems all the way back to greek mythology Mm -hmm. and so for those who don't know there was this arcadian king named like like l-y-c-a-o-n and i got multiple pronunciations because that's my life um but he decided to put Zeus, who was like the head honcho of all the Greek gods, or still is, if you uh-huh. if you believe in that, um, to the test to see just how all knowing he was, because you know he's like he's the one. He's he is he's the he's the fucking the head Don. dude. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the DJ Khaled. Okay, um, so he served zeus this dish at this dinner which was basically his son whom he had murdered and dismembered so think like he puts like an arm in front of zeus and is like here you go yeah yeah so obviously zeus figured it out in like 10 seconds because he's the hero of these stories but what he did was he punished the king by turning him into a wolf killing his other 50 sons and with lightning bolts because he's zeus um gotta get that in there somehow yeah that he that he got a thunder also um, 50 sons wow uh-huh 50 sons he got around well no because i just there's that tiktok going around that was like if a guy had sex with nine women a day every day for nine months he could father like over two thousand children whereas if a woman had sex with nine men every day for nine months she can get pregnant once yeah that's true all right so crazy you went away i went away I'm yeah here. you went away i can hear you now oh, i couldn't okay. hear you before i'm gonna take that down okay take it back now y'all 10 40 something sure so what were you saying go ahead so, yeah i guess that makes sense yeah sure why not? <laughs> okay. This is my episode, Haley. Come on. All right. Uh, I'm listening. <laughs> but he also supposedly revived the son who was murdered, Nictimus. All right. Which is a name. Yep. Um, but, like, that's kind of the first, like, taste that people had of lycanthropy. Okay. And as I've said before, there are a few movies that play into this verdict as well. Um, I will start with the classic, but then we can move on to the one that's more Caitlin friendly. I'm okay. sure you can guess. Is it Alvin and the Chipmunks? No, it's not. God damn it. <laughs> I should have done Alvin and the Chipmunks. Now I'm mad at myself. It's one of my favorite Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. It's the, it's, the it's, one. it's so that cute. one and Frankenstein meet Frankenstein. Those are the best Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. It's true. Fuck your harmonica. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. But so basically... One of the most famous movies is, as we kind of 
alluded to the 1941 film The Wolfman, which stars Lon Chaney as the Wolfman. <laughs> Wait, it was Lon Chaney, not Lon Chaney Jr.? Wait. Lon who, Chaney. Who was, what was Lon Chaney Jr. in? Mm. Stuff. Things. I'm confused now, but okay. I got the name right, but just yeah. the, the father, not the son. That's okay. You got the generation <laughs> wrong, but that doesn't even count anymore. Whatever. Um, it's all the same. And as if if I have learned anything from the boomers, it's the generation doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah. But um, so it was directed by George Wagner with two G's, and it has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 88% Google score. And the critics' consensus, oh, and and an 80% audience score on uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes. But the critics' consensus is a handsomely told tale, I wrote my notes wrong, a handsomely told tale with an affecting performance from Lon Chaney Jr. Well, I'm looking it up now because I need to know what he was in. No, wait. It was Lon Chaney Jr. No, I w- I'm wrong. No, because... Somebody say we're, we're that. discussing we're discussing this because I looked it up and it did say Lon Chaney and then I looked it up Lon Chaney Jr.'s name and it says he was in the Wolfman. So you know what? The internet is confused also. <laughs> you know what? I think Lon Chaney Sr. was uh Phantom of the Opera, wasn't he? I don't fucking know, but I do get to him, I think. It's been a minute. We'll okay. see. We'll see if I get to him. Yeah, he was a fan of the opera in 1925. Just looked it up. So, okay. Sure. That's that not was what Lon I knew Chaney, him from. Lon Chaney Jr. is the Wolfman. Go. Yep. Lon Chaney Jr., he is the Wolfman. Oh, that's where it fucked me up because I just opened IMDb to see what I did wrong. His stage name when he did that movie was Lon Chaney, which is fucking, that's a lie. That's that lying. Is a lie. That is straight up lying. That is not fair. That's yes. like if Cuba Gooding Jr. just went by Cuba Gooding. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. No, 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 no. Yeah. So this was uh, this was real time research. Now back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those reviews that say that we don't do enough research have nothing on us. Um, but yes. Yeah, so I'll reread the critics' consensus now that we've come to our own consensus. <laughs> Quote, a handsomely told tale with an affecting performance from Lon Chaney Jr. The Wolfman remains one of the classics of the universal horror horror stable, end quote, which I agree with. And Mm -hmm. if you want to put it to the test, you can rent it from Fandango or Prime or Voodoo and just enjoy the shit out of it. There's also a ton of clips online. I'm pretty sure this one's also public domain, Haley, right? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I actually um, was flicking through Peacock the other day, the NBC Ooh. streaming service, and I believe they have a lot of the, I believe the Wolfman's on there, but they have a ton of like the old Universal yeah. Horror monsters, like all those vi- all those movies. So They uh, also have, I think, all the Elvira seasons. <laughs> yeah. They have a whole like Halloween yeah. section. So yeah, Peacock great. is not sponsoring us, but you should probably check them out if you want to watch some of these like spooky things on Halloween. But not on yeah. Halloween because we will be watching a movie with you, hopefully. Yes. We yes. talked about it last episode. We're going to talk about it at the end of this episode. So stick around. Yeah. And get Peacock because it's fucking free. Like yeah. you have no reason not to. It's free. Yeah. But yeah. So, moving right along. Also, as a fun fact, 
did you know that this movie features a, well, he is credited, but like a little guest star that you would not expect? Who is that? Lon, no, just kidding. Went too fast. Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Is in this movie. And he actually is the dude, the f like the first dude that the Wolfman kills. Spoiler yep. alert. But it's like 60 years old, 70 years old. So like you had to have seen him. Um, <laughs> 80 years old, 80 years old. I can't do math, guys. It's It's been a day. But um, but yeah, so if you want to see that, that's where you can that's where you can watch it and you can also rent it from youtube and i'm sure there are other places where you can rent it as well yeah um but moving right along we then have we're gonna skip ahead to 2020 no 2010 today is not my day and we're gonna talk about the wolfman from 2010 okay which is a thing that is real it exists didn't think so didn't know but I mean, yeah, it's it's based on a book by Kurt Siadmek, and it's doing okay. It's got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a an 87% Google score, um, and it has a 34% tomato meter rating. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm, and 33% audience score out of over 220,000 reviews. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Well. Universally disliked. Mm -hmm. um, and the critics' consensus is, quote, suitably grand and special effects laden. The Wolfman suffers from a suspense deficient script and a surprising lack of genuine chills. End quote. Game, set, match. All right. Well. Yeah. Like, can you? Oh. But it stars Benicio del Toro as the mm -hmm. Wolfman and Emily Blunt as like his like love interest lady friend thing but when uh -huh. it's directed by people it's produced by people including Benicio del Toro but the music the score is done by Danny Elfman from Nightmare on Elm Street no uh -huh. just kidding oh. fuck I know Danny Elfman Nightmare Before Christmas yeah I hate myself I will I spoiler alert Freddy Krueger does make this list spoiler alert I definitely have it at least once in my notes as Nightmare Before Christmas instead of Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know why I confuse the two all the time. I know the difference. I can see them in my face, in my it's head. It's 2020, In my man. face. <laughs> I'm just, I'm done here. But yeah, so if you want to watch The Wolfman, if you want to see if it's as bad as people say it is, again, you can check it out on Prime. You can check it out on Vudu or Fandango Now. Like, you can rent them there. It's on Hulu. Um, you it it's on hulu for premium is, yes is that the one that you have to pay for with no commercials that's the that's the one that you have to pay for to get because it's on the encore channel right now they have the rights to it uh, so you okay. have to get like cable through hulu which is like 40 bucks but you can get a you Dumb. can get a free trial if you're really dying to spend your free <laughs> trial on a sure 30 percent rated wolfman movie that arguably ain't doing so hot yep but then finally, you know, we've got to include Teen Wolf. Of course, that Teen is Wolf. the Caitlin friendly Wolfman movie. Yeah. 100%. Teen Wolf's fantastic. You become a yes. werewolf, really good at basketball. Hell yeah. Came out in 1985, stars Michael J. Fox as the titular Teen Wolf. Mm hmm. And overall, really fucking fun, great 
movie. Like basically I, I, it Marty McFly covered in hair. Yes, that's that's really <laughs> what I'm playing basketball instead of guitar. Yep. Um, but like it's it's so fun. It's so delightful. Um, and it doesn't get the it gets a bad rap. So it's got a six point one out of ten on IMDb. Okay. Okay. An eighty six percent Google score. Okay. Makes sense. Google tends to be a little too generous. Now, see, this is where I have an issue. It's got a forty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes score. That's probably the tomato meter. Wrong. It's, it's exactly. a banger. It's a classic. It is one hundred percent, and it's got a. It's not much better. It's got a fifty-two percent audience score. Wrong. Like, Everyone's no, wrong. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and then the critics' consensus is quote though Michael J. Fox is as charis- is as charismatic as ever. I can't speak. I'm going to try that again. I can't do this today. Quote, though Michael J. Fox is as charismatic as ever, Teen Wolf's coming-of-age themes can't help but feel a little stale and formulaic, end quote, which is just wrong. Fucking wrong. Some movies, you don't want to have to think through. You just want to watch them and be just entertained and just leave it be. Also, what is formulaic about a teen wolf? Nothing. Nothing. Not at all. Nothing. But if you want to watch it yourself, you can. You can watch it for free on YouTube. <gasps> I know. Is that the free with commercials? And yeah, I mean, I think that's all YouTube is at this point is free with commercials. No, there's some you have to pay for. Oh, no, you don't have to pay for it. This is free. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some uh, movies on YouTube that you have to pay for. Yeah, there are. But this one you don't. That's good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now that we've established that, you can also, again, rent it on, like, Fandango or Prime or Vudu. But, I mean, why would you spend the money on it when you can get it for free? This is the literal cow milk free situation in which YouTube's got the free milk. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm a fan. I really like this movie. And it's what also, like I said before probably also desensitized me to the wolfman so much because this is not a scary movie yeah <laughs> this is fucking goofy as shit yep and Perfectly 80s, i love every second campy. of it yes yes so good wonderful but yeah so then moving right along number five on our list is jason Voorhees. okay low but also earned it so like the wolfman huh he's bumbling yeah he's he's bumbling and like the wolfman he's one of the more forgotten characters of the modern horror genre like the big two that you think of i will get to in a minute but jason's kind of an afterthought like even in the movie what was it um freddie jason and mike what was it Haley? freddie versus jason freddie versus jason jason goes last (laughs) I guess. Extremely loud and incredibly close and extremely wicked and vile. Um, But yeah. So typically the people first think of Michael Myers and then they think of Freddy Krueger. And then it's kind of a toss up between Jason and other other monsters. Like if you were playing Family Feud, those would be the top two. And then Jason would fall somewhere in the bottom. I think I think it depends on uh what franchise you like better because like obviously yeah. the Halloween franchise, the Friday the 13th franchise, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, like those are like, I would say like the top three that even if yeah. you haven't seen any of them, 
you kind of know what the gist of the story is and who the major players are and um but people like them for very very different reasons right so i'm sure some people would say that like jason's one of the first things obviously the hockey mask iconic you see it and you know what it is you yes yes but actually this this is legitimately in my notes um so one of the main reasons for his forgettability that i had down here was his lack of uniqueness and that includes his mask because it is so similar to michael myers's mask at first glance well just blank white yeah face. and it came out after so like you can't tell me it's i mean he's a lumbering dude in a white mask with a knife like on paper it seems very much like a copy he was wronged as a child like yeah they fucking killed him as a child it's a little bit different from what michael myers went through yeah but like it's a it's a generally the same story and like his weapon of choice his method of killing like none of this is like particularly unique in comparison yeah yeah i would say that it's not like i mean you'll get to like freddy but like his method of killing is like very much unique to that story i mean in general it's unique. big quiet a lumbering figure with a knife and like a masked face like white that's just yeah that's that's a little like cookie cutter horror that yeah it happens a lot in a lot of different stories like he he's kind of the pepsi to michael myers's coca-cola like still good shots fired clearly number two i mean i'm not i'm not talking like it's like how um pepsi markets themselves as the newer coke new coke but i mean generally they taste the same but people prefer the brand of coca-cola yeah or if you're one of my cousins he can taste the difference allegedly but um so yeah so there's a ton of movies in the friday the 13th genre um nine to be exact if we're not counting documentaries fan films things like that um and we talk about a bunch of them actually in past episodes like our march madness episodes so you can go mm-hmm. back and you can listen there but if you want more information um right now we're going to just stick to the highlights and that would be the original friday the 13th which came out in 1980 and it's like uh, and again not to not to shit on it it's a classic it's 100 percent a classic there's a reason why it is so well known and why it's still aired every halloween but i'm, I'm throwing fail. a wrench i'm throwing a wrench in your rating system here oh, because man Haley, <laughs> the original friday the 13th jason is not the villain it's jason's mother well yes okay yes he doesn't correct. come in he doesn't show up in the mask until towards the end no until the third movie maybe because i think at yeah, one point I mean, he had a bag on his head <laughs> I, I don't think he got he didn't get the mask for a while well he shows up at the end spoiler alert if you've never seen friday the 13th i think we've talked about it before Hi. but like it, like the movie ends and this girl is sitting in a like a canoe and she's just like basking in the water everything's fine now nothing's wrong and all of a sudden jason like pops out Whoop. swings an arm over and drags her into the water so like he that's where he shows up in the that's original scene that people remember yeah it's just one of those like i haven't seen the movie i've been very clear 
I think that I have not seen the movie, but but it's it also kind of works in your ratings favor because the first Friday the Thirteenth is the best one, and yeah. Jason's not the villain in the in the first one. Yeah, it's a so, woman. <laughs> it, it's a woman. It's his mother. But um, so first of all, one thing that I found in my when I was looking up Friday the Thirteenth was not that he was coming in very, very late into the thing. But um, depending on where you are and whether or not you've got a drive-in near you or if you're a super fucking brave person and willing to go to a movie theater right now, they're actually airing um, Friday the 13th in theaters Uh. for Halloween because it's the 30th Anniversary. anniversary 40th oh, wow. anniversary 40th anniversary um came out in 1980 it is now 2020 that's 40 years math but um so it's got a 6.5 out of 10 on imdb and 89 percent google score and a 64 percent tomato meter rating on rotten tomatoes with a 61 percent audience score again out of nearly 230,000 ratings mm, okay. so like it's it's no offense i feel like people would agree with me like it's it's okay it's average but it's not on the same level as other horror characters as we'll get into yeah and even the critics consensus it says quote rather quaint by today's standards friday the 13th still has its share of bloody surprises and a 70s holdover aesthetic to slightly compel end quote Mm -hmm. slightly compel like i mean it's 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 okay it's like the mild of the hot wings it's not bad it's still spicy but it's just not as spicy as others i mean it's got kevin bacon which is always fun yeah so like i mean we can give him that we can give it that but yeah it's (sighs) sorry jason you're just not doing it for me Right. Every time I say it to Jason, Jason's Elise's boyfriend, and I immediately <laughs> go to Jason, and I think of him, and I'm like, he's not scary. Um, he's not scary. He's Greek. Um, he can be spooky. T- t- I don't think so. Um, I'm sorry, Jason. But yes, so for fourth, as we've kind of touched on a little bit, we got Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Just it's so if my biggest complaint with jason was a lack of originality uh, freddy krueger has more of the originality in his little finger his little bladed finger (laughs) than anybody else has in there in like in then jason has then even michael myers has just i mean the dude has a, a fucking knives for fingers on his gloves he's he's got that melty fucking face like just a fucked up melty face yep and his mo is sneaking into people's dreams and cut and gutting them like fish yeah i would say that's the scariest thing about i think we talked about this in our march madness but the scariest thing about freddy krueger is that he like you have to sleep yeah so he's gonna get you there's no way to avoid him. You can't go into a closet. You can't like right. run away. Like there's no, there's no getting away. You just you there's have no to escape. go to sleep. Well, and it kind of brings a common fear as a child from childhood 
into adulthood with he's basically like the boogeyman he is the monster in your dreams and it's not something that you can grow out in grow out of in this case yeah he's he targets adults he targets teens he targets people who have outgrown the i'm afraid of the dark phase Mm -hmm. um which borderline makes me almost afraid of the dark again but um also on top of all of that the nightmare on elm street franchise has something that a lot of other horror movies that are lacking are lacking and that is a recognizable lead like, mm-hmm. if you walked past the guy playing Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers on the street, you would not know. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger, the, the actor who plays Freddy Krueger, Robert Englund, very recognizable. Yeah. Like, you you could see him on the street. He's, he's guest starred in other movies to the point where I think it's also affected his career that, like, he's pigeonholed as Freddy Krueger because he is so iconic. Well, that's like, that's like Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. It's like, once you get that one role that like everybody knows you as a little bit, you're never going to escape it. Like you could be in other movies, but like, this is what people know you for. And it's going to be your first credit on anything that is written about you or references you. Right. When he dies, they're not going to be like, oh, Robert Englund, who did a lot of theater. No, it's going to be fucking Freddy Krueger died. Yeah. Freddy Krueger actor, Robert Englund. Yes. Um, not that I'm wishing death on Robert Englund, but it, he he's just, he's so recognizable. Like, if I asked you who plays Michael Myers or who plays Jason Voorhees, would you be able to answer? Well, I think like, a I couple know I people can. have actually played Jason Voorhees. So, like, yeah, that's how much replaceable. you, <laughs> that's how much, like, it doesn't truly matter. I mean, obviously, right. like, there's so much acting that needs to go behind, like, when you don't have a speaking role. So, like, yes. that's a big thing. But physical acting. Yeah, but you, between movie to movie, I don't know if you'd really notice the difference. No. I you mean, would know if Robert Englund was replaced. Yes, yes. Well, because they did like a prequel, I believe, at one point where they talked about, because I guess like the whole backstory was that Freddy Krueger was a pedophile and parents, yep. or he was an accused pedophile, depending on what story you hear, what story you watch. And basically parents chased him down and killed him by, I believe, burning him alive. And that's why he's got the fucked up face. Yep. Um, And then he was played for that particular, um, like, prequel or whatever you want to call it. He was played by, I believe, Jackie Earl Haley from Bad News Bears. Okay. um, As, as like, a pre-Freddy Krueger back when he was Fredward Krueger. Fredward. I'm going to do that again because I think Michael came through on there. Back okay. when he was Fredward Krueger. Fredward. Fredward Krueger. Fredward. Fredward. But, um, yeah. So, just, he's, he's iconic. Yeah. He's, he's, he's iconic. The actor who plays him is iconic. It's just, there's no, no pun intended. There's no escaping. Plus it's a Wes Craven film. Wes Craven in and of itself, himself is iconic. He wrote it. He directed it. R.I.P. I know. I know. But that was one that even I was like, oh, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I don't know horror movies, but I know, and that's a great point. I don't know horror movies. I know him. I know Wes Craven. I know Robert Englund. Yeah. Plus, this the first movie, which is the one that we're going to focus on, had Johnny Depp. And I mean, mm-hmm. wow. Um, but yeah, and what, now that I'm done objectifying. Um, so 
there are only six movies dedicated to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So that's three less than Jason. So yeah, there's less, but there's more... Just waiting for, for Michael. Um, okay. No, you're good. You're good. I just need to take it down. So there are only six movies in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So mm -hmm. that's three fewer than the Friday the 13th franchise, for example. But it's still, the movies are more memorable than yeah. the Friday the 13th movies, which I is really, for me, what pushed... Well, no. The the uniqueness in Freddy and his story is what really pushed him ahead of Jason. But also, like, quality over quantity. Am I right? I would say, between the two franchises, I think Nightmare on Elm Street's story is a little more streamlined compared to Friday the 13th, I think. Yeah. Friday the 13th started to get a little like off the rails. He went to space. <laughs> there was like Friday the 13th, like Jason H2O, I think was one yeah, of them. Yeah, uh, I remember. It, or no, I think it was Halloween H2O. Oh, it was it Halloween H2O? Yeah, there I was, think it's Halloween H2O. That That's another one that kind of went off the rails a little yeah. bit. But, like, it was I just, mean, oh, we can afford Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's try it. You're never going to have like 10 movies in a franchise that are like spot on 100% Rotten right. Tomato score. Like <laughs> there's going right. to be a dip. Yeah. Uh, I think The Nightmare on Elm Street was a little uh, more consistent overall than yes. friday the 13th obviously there's going to be people on both sides that say like no this series is better no this series is better but like i think Everybody's i think that's fair to say is like nightmare on elm street had a little bit more of a uh streamlined vision than yes friday the 13th did yeah no i'm in a, i'm in agreement it's the it's like it's for example they for example they ended the good place recently they decided mm -hmm. at the beginning we're going to end it after four seasons we're not going to drag it out and as another example, look at Lost. Lost started out great, started strong and everything, but they dragged it out and it definitely went off the rails. And by I the end, like, of it, people were waiting for it to be done. I feel like that was a thing that happened more <clears throat> like in the the 90s and early 2000s, like even like yes. Full House and like a couple oh, other shows they they kind of hurt my full house they kind of dragged don't on for too long way. but like now like especially like i think breaking bad was one of the first ones it's mm -hmm. like we're at the top of our game okay we're done like yeah, i know like great. this is how this this is this the story ends here like yeah. i'm not gonna drag it out because people love it and then people are gonna hate it so like let's quit while we're ahead and um back in the the 80s for the these slasher movies like you could churn out a ton of them and they're still gonna make money oh yeah whether or not they're at the highest caliber that they should be so yeah they I gotta think, milk those puppies for what they're worth yeah now Which, they're I just mean, doing I'm, yeah nothing against they them. just do the annoying thing now like it started with the harry potter movies like you split the last book into two right like that right so that's the thing that really fucking pisses oh. me off i hate it if, if, like, for example, my dad didn't read the Harry Potter books because maybe he thought they were, he he told us he thought they were juvenile. 
maybe it was really because he knew about JK from the beginning and wanted to be on the woke side of history. Maybe. But um, when when the first or when the final part one of the last Harry Potter movie came out, oh my god, oh my god, I thought heads were gonna roll when my dad was like, wait, part two? <laughs> he was pissed. He loved the Harry. I loves the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, but, and the fact that you have to wait oh. that long for like the part two, and it wasn't even like they could have made it into one movie. He anyway, was so that's, mad. That's he a whole was, other oh. fight. Thank you for that, though, because that just that just brightened my day. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, oh, six Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yes, but we're going to focus on the first one, obviously, because that's kind of what we're going for. And this one came out in 1984, so four years after Jason. So kind of newer in comparison. Um, has a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 94% Rotten Tomatoes um, tomato meter rating, and a 83% audience score, a 91% Google score, um, just across the board, generally well liked mm-hmm. is the other thing. It's not getting like 60s or 70s. It's yeah. doing pretty well. Um, like it's it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. As it <laughs> like, should be. Yes. Um but the critics' consensus is Wes Craven's intelligent premise, combined with the horrifying visual ex- appearance of Freddy Krueger, still causes nightmares to this day. End quote, which is true, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Am I speaking from personal experience? Maybe I don't know, but it's 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 so iconic. And that's the other thing is you can't get this movie for free anywhere. You've got to rent it or you've got to watch it on TV. Like, God damn it. Yeah, I know, I know. But that I feel like that also stands as a testament to how iconic this movie is because people, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about money. They're not going to yeah. make money off of something that's not an icon, not, not like a generational nexus. Yeah. So it sucks, but it's like three bucks. You can do it. Just delay all of your Prime Day purchases and rack up those dollar digital credits yeah. from Amazon and call it a day. Also, that's in true... Do in true sequel fashion the as the first one was certified fresh universally liked uh the second one guess what the rotten tomato score was i was hoping you wouldn't bring it up it was in the 20s right uh as far as i can see it's 41 percent oh okay then i don't know which one i'm thinking of but still not as good still only scored like 20 ish percent less than friday the 13th though yeah there's an excellent episode of um horror queers that talks about the second um nightmare on elm street because there's a lot of uh um horror queers (laughs) no there's a lot of like there's a lot of uh talk about how this movie um has a lot of like underscores of like lgbt yeah a thread throughout so um in a time where that's also not seen as the norm yeah 1985 yeah so like it was progressive in that sense too yeah so like yeah we 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 stand but Duke is the horror figure of pride i think not i think it's freddy krueger okay the Duke might be gay but freddy's an ally and that's also important all right he kills everybody he doesn't discriminate <laughs> sure but yeah, so unsurprisingly, I'm sure you can guess who's next, because you're not going to be happy about it, because he's not okay. ranked as highly as you think he should be. Okay. 
So it's... Is it Dracula? Oh, no, it's Michael Myers. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I really thought that that was going to be the one where you were like, number one. Um, no. But he's not. He's number three, which is still good. He's in the top three. Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. But as with the Friday the 13th franchise, there's nine movies in total for the Halloween franchise. And just as we mentioned with Friday the 13th, kind of loses the plot after a few. It meanders and, a little bit. Yep. Yep. It gets a little weird. It gets a little pandery. And then we kind of come back and then starts to roll off again. And I mean, it's just, there's nothing wrong with it. And yes, Michael Myers doesn't have the most original MO, but as opposed to Jason, there's just something more menacing about him with like the faceless white mask, how fast he can go after keeping this like lumbering pace because the dude's a fucking tree. Um, And then you throw in the whole like childhood issues and him being an escaped killer from a mental hospital that just can't seem to keep him in there Mm -hmm. and he won't he 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 can't die he can't be tamed he's basically miley cyrus and it's just it's overall it's unsettling and i mean that it it like for example if somebody dressed up as freddy krueger jumped on me in the street like obviously i'd scream because i'm afraid of everything however the average person would be like oh it's freddy krueger if somebody dressed up as Michael Myers jumps out of you, like you're punching that dude straight up in the face because you got to get out of there. Yeah, I think it's the mask is the it is. the most unsettling thing, just yes. the blank face. And also, like I would like it's listed on Google when you search Halloween, it's listed as horror slash thriller. I would say, for the most part, it's like it's just a suspense thriller. Yes, like yes, there's not. It- uh, like if you think back on the movie there's not a ton of horror going on like yeah there's like there's some murders but it's not as like it's not Gory. hostile it's not yeah, yeah it's, no. there's no there's no real gore it's most of the uh the like most of the terror comes from the suspense and like the as soon as you hear those like do do like you hear like yeah, like the no. jaws theme like you start and to hear yes. like the the music the music is what makes you like on edge right. and like white knuckle in the chair while you're watching Right. It's like the dude has mastered the art of the jump scare. Yeah. Truly. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you think of, like, Halloween characters, large, largely you think of Michael Myers, like, uh, like modern Halloween characters. That's yeah. who you think of. Yep. And, I mean, he's kind of like the face, even though he doesn't really have one, of the modern horror genre. And, like, Halloween... The franchise, it's just something that everyone knows. Everybody recognizes. It's just aspects of it are emulated or recreated by countless directors. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it it stands the test of time. The original. The original. Um, But as I said, as with Friday the 13th, there's nine movies. But for the sake of time, we are just again going to go with the first movie, which does feature Michael Myers um that much i know mm-hmm. and it came out in 1978 so it is of the three main modern horror movies that we're going to talk about it is the newest or not the newest it was the first yeah <laughs> my bad um i mean technically the reason why i say newest is because i think there's one that's actually coming out yeah 2021 i think if there's yeah, a new one they, yeah so like there's gonna be 10 
and I think they it, said that that's finally the end of it. I don't know because I had seen that there was one that was coming out. I think it was supposed to come out this year and it ends up coming out next year or something yeah. like that. But then there's another one that was supposed to come out next year, which I don't know if they're pushing now. But there was uh, one that was definitely coming out next year. Yeah, while you're talking about it, I'm going to look up because I knew one was going to be called Halloween Ends. So Yes, I think that's the I one would, that was supposed to come out next year, not the one that was supposed to come out this year. I think that is. I think that's the one that's the end of the oh, end. There's, there's Halloween... Uh, the the remake was like the 2018 one right that, came that out was called halloween and then um there's one called halloween kills that's supposed to come out in 2021 in the middle mm-hmm. of october and then halloween ends is 2022 okay and yeah and i just pulled it up too and halloween h2o came out in 1998 <laughs> denny mcbride is gonna be one of the screenwriters on both those movies you know that's pretty i'm not gonna knock that because like you know carrie fisher rewrote a fuck ton of movies that you wouldn't have expected like it's always the ones you don't expect um but for for this one danny mcbride had no part in it that i know of um maybe he used a pseudonym but as far as i know boy at this time he that's that's (laughs) yes that's my point i was like john carpenter was really fooling people um and as i say john carpenter he directed and wrote halloween um like just as much as it would be like wes craven's nightmare before elm street see here i go again i told you nightmare before elm street nightmare before elm street (laughs) (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much on elm street (laughs) nightmare on elm street this is john carpenter's halloween like it's people know the name and they associate it with halloween yep um but it has a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb a 90 percent google score and a 96 percent tomato reader rating so two percent higher than nightmare on elm street Mm. and an 89 percent audience score out of over 303,000 reviews Ooh, okay. I know. And that's the thing, too. Like, even if you go based on the number of ratings, more people have seen... That's 100,000 more people that have seen it. Well, that have at least rated. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's 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 just... It's more universally known. Um, and the critics' consensus is, quote, scary, suspenseful, and viscerally thrilling. Halloween set the standard for modern horror films, end quote, which I think sums it up best. Yeah, it does. Yep. Like it, it really, it really did. It set the standard, um, and just with any popular iconic movie, this isn't for free anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can only rent it, but just save up your Amazon Prime digital credits, and that'll be that. Um, and then now we're getting into the top two. So either way, I know you're gonna end up angry. Okay, good. So I might as well do this. Number two is Dracula. <laughs> okay. Are you mad so far? Uh, as long as number one is who I think it is, then no. I really hope it's who you think it is then. Because <laughs> uh, hell hath no fury like a Haley pissed off. Let me tell you, I have seen it with mine own eyes and it is not fun. Um... I'll get you. Like, you think she's all cute and cuddly, but, like, she she can hurt you. She can hurt you straight up. Can. Um, but, yeah. So, with Dracula, like, there's always been something unsettling about the story of Dracula. 
But with the legend, which we've discussed before, it stems from the story of Vlad the Impaler. Um, and like other people kind of have inspired it too. Like, for example, we there was a, there was the suggestion that Elizabeth Battery de said, who we talked yep. about many, many moons ago because I think she episodes like 11 ish. Yeah, it was it was in like early. the early days. Yeah. But like she bathed in the blood of virgins. So like she yep. she yeah, she fell into that category theoretically. Um, but she is believed to have served as some inspiration for like female vampires and there's obviously there's more like as opposed to the wolfman for example being based in legend and mythology this is granted it's based on rumors but it's based on people yeah um most people however would know this story of dracula from bram stoker's 1897 novel of the same name 1897 1897 isn't that wow. gross that is insane. i know i know it upsets me very much don't don't worry um and and wait until we get into like for example the movie the one of the main movies that i'm talking about is obviously going to be bella lugosi yeah dracula um and it's that came out in 1931 so that came out like we'll we'll round it up 35 years after the book uh-huh. came out that's not like that long of a thing like we think dracula was written so long ago and everything like it was pretty new and popular and hopping back when the movie came out yeah like it's just, it, it blows my mind but what do i know i'm a millennial um it has an 87 percent google rating and a four out of five on goodreads with over nine hundred thirty thousand reviews oof I know, right? Like, people have things to say about it. And I mean, yeah, you have to read it in school and shit like that. But, um, so, yeah. So, but Dracula, like I said, 1897, not that long ago, like, over 100 years ago, which isn't very long in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, definitely not around as long as the Wolfman. But yeah. it's still probably one of the second oldest stories on the list. Uh-huh. Like, after the Wolfman. And Dracula is placed so much higher than the Wolfman because his story has so much more depth and is just generally, like, more unique. Like, for example, like, you, Haley, have, like, a lot of people have a fear of people breaking into their home. Yeah, hate it. Yeah, hell hell no. This dude does that. No, vampires need to be uh, invited in. Invited in, but that's where my next part comes. So most terrifying serial killer i think we've kind of talked about we've we've come to the conclusion it's ted bundy (laughs) there are others but like ted bundy is the one we keep coming back to and part of the 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 scary thing about ted bundy was that he used his charisma and charm to worm his way into the lives of his victims even if it was just like very brief and although he didn't have that same jedi mind tricky manipulation powers that dracula has he was still terrifying because of his ability to manipulate other people and dracula was able to manipulate people in the same way like oh i'm this like rich debonair guy who can hypnotize you with my eyes let me into your home okay yeah like it's he had no trouble getting in there he he, yes you have to give them permission but he had no issues getting permission Mm -hmm. um so yeah dracula's got that going for him plus vampires are canonically more difficult to kill than werewolves 
Um, with a werewolf, you can kill them with a silver bullet, which is nice. It's comfy. You can just kind of stand a ways away and just shoot a gun. And yeah. that is that. You got to have a good aim. But that's pretty much it. Um, you can be six feet away. You could be 10 feet away. You can be a sharpshooter's distance. It really doesn't fucking matter. For, for Dracula... So vampires can be killed by sunlight mm -hmm. with a wooden stake. However, given that they're generally craftier creatures than others would be they're not like gonna fall for the whole like sunlight thing like they've made it this long like the vampires that you see the stories of are like thousands of years old they've figured out to stay away from sunlight yeah <laughs> it's it's not gonna be particularly easy to trick them into like going outside at noon mm -hmm. but um so that means that your next best bet is to stake them in the heart which means you gotta like get all up in there and it, there, there's no like comfy like six feet distance or whatever like with covid um like have you ever grappled with somebody where like obviously not where your life depends on it but even if your life doesn't depend on it like i don't know if you ever took like a fighting class but like hand-to-hand -hand combat it's very in your face very personal and when you're fighting somebody for your life it's even more so yeah i don't like that and yeah and and uh, presumably the people that you are fighting are human so they don't have the capacity to just kind of like lean down bite your neck drain you of your life and that's that mm -hmm. and if things start to go bad if you start to get a little too close they can turn into a fucking bat and fly away that's true yeah so yeah dracula falls pretty high on the list and for my fellow pusses while i'll be including some of the scary movies there's also one that we can enjoy as well um which it's a fun one so as i mentioned before the original dracula came out in 1931 and starred cinematic icon bella lugosi like he was love the johnny depp of his time um could just transform into anybody he felt like so the movie has a 7.5 out of 10 on imdb and a 92 percent google score and also a 92 percent tomato meter score on mm. rotten tomatoes all right and an 81 percent audience score but that's cool they're wrong um and the critics consensus is quote bella lugosi's timeless portrayal of dracula in this creepy and atmospheric 1931 film has set the standard for major vampiric roles since end quote which yeah so many people reference it for research for like even the other day when we were recording didn't i reference somebody as like the renfield possibly it, it goes, i think so yeah yeah it goes beyond the story it it's just the characters all of it it's so iconic mm -hmm. and because of that you can watch it on hulu with a premium subscription or you can save up your little chits from amazon and i think this is one of the ones that's on cheap. peacock yeah i think it is on peacock um actually i have the peacock app because i have peacock so hang on let me see your peacock uh is that a Katy perry song it is i was hoping <laughs> you would get it i was really hoping i was hoping someone would um yeah it's that was rushing back to me now it, it, oh, 2008 was a fun time man wasn't that 2008 i it's around there there's no rona that's all i know Ugh. yeah i know i'm sorry i know bringing me back i know gotta ground you somehow so yes you, so so yes dracula is on peacock for free and again there's no reason not to get peacock yeah like, parks and rec is on there 
Yeah, and The Office is coming in January 2021 once it expires on Netflix. Yeah. There's commercials, but you know what? Eh. Life. There's commercials, but like there's there's commercials everywhere now. Yeah. Um so there there's this one on Peacock. And then we have to modernize it a little bit. 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula with mm-hmm. Daddy Keanu Reeves and his maybe maybe not wife Winona Ryder because there it, it's still a little gray whether or not they actually got married when doing the movie because they were like oh like it was a priest and we both said I do so technically we're married and I'm like mm-hmm. promise um and so that was obviously kind of iconic it was an academy award winner for best makeup and hairstyling um it was directed by francis ford coppola and i believe it also won the academy award for best costume design okay and sound design um so overall just a highly regarded film in in modern times and it's got a 7.4 out of 10 on imdb an 89 percent google score and then a 71% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's still certified fresh. So like, okay. And a 79% audience score, which I think is more fair, out of 259,000 plus reviews. That's still pretty good. Yeah, it's it's doing all right. And the critics' consensus is, quote, overblown in the best sense of the word. Francis Ford Coppola's vision of Bram Stoker's Dracula rescues the character from decades of campy interpretations and features some terrific performances to boot, end quote. Not the least of which would be Gary Oldman, who plays Dracula, a, Mm. if I may say, old man. Um, But yeah, so Francis Ford Coppola, I'm I'm just going to move right along. He he directed it. He produced it. It's got like an all star cast. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, who we know as from Silence of the Lambs as Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He uh-huh. plays Van Helsing. I mean, it's just it's an all star cast. And it's it's just a great it's a great it's a great modern rendition. I mean, obviously, it's it was made in modern times, but it still pays tribute to the historical origins of dracula that yeah. people know from the story and it's back when vampires were scary and not yeah glittery interview with a vampire was a fucking thing well not not at that point but even even interview with a vampire they made them too sexy like uh i i was kind of thrown out of the whole sexy realm once he made out with a kid i'm sorry yeah but like, it was consensual. She was technically an adult in a child's body, but like orphan makes me uncomfy for the same reasons. Like I am mm, not here for that. Yeah. But I think that that's the only reason why I'm okay with Dracula being in like a number two place because like Dracula was scary in the beginning and now vampires have like changed. Dracula, so, is, Dracula itself is still scary, but the way that vampires are like portrayed in pop culture now is like it kind of puts a little damper on it yeah yeah well and it's funny you say that because the next movie that i'm gonna i'm gonna mention slash recommend is dracula dead and loving it starring leslie nielsen which is one of the ones i can sit through okay great and it's 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 honestly it's pretty it's so it's first of all it's written and directed by mel brooks who is 
a comedic yeah. icon. Okay. Stars Leslie Nielsen, who's another comedic icon. Also stars Mel Brooks, who plays Van Helsing, and again mm-hmm. is a comedic icon. Um, but it, it's it's generally it's well it's well known it's well liked. It's got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which isn't too shabby. A 92% Google score, which personally I think is is appropriate. And and then an 11% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't want to count that because I think that there's like an error there. There's got to be there's got to be a mistake. There's got to be a mistake. Yeah, probably. Um, and a 49% <laughs> audience score, which again there's got to be a mistake. Um, but the critics' consensus is, quote, lacking any of the comedic bite that audiences have come to expect from a Mel Brooks farce, this vampire parody just plain old sucks. End Whoa. quote. <laughs> is that the it's critics' so consensus? Mean. Yes. <laughs> they wrote sucks in the critics' consensus? They wrote plain old with an apostrophe sucks. <laughs> wow. Getting a little too colloquial with the, uh, Oh, you gotta get funny when here. you're when you're lambasted in somebody, though. I Personally, mean, sucks with the uh, the connection to Dracula. Yeah, blood, like you gotta get silly. <sighs> but I think I think it's honestly it's so goofy that it that it makes it better, and it makes yeah. the story like it's still kind of generally like it's like a like a um like when they made a parody of what was it top gun or the the movie with charlie she- i don't know um somebody's yelling it and they're gonna dm us and then i'm gonna be like oh that was it um but it just it makes it less serious but it sticks to the general plot yeah and yeah i'm not mad at it one might even say i am dead and loving it okay great i, hate I would myself. Say- if you want like a really truly scary uh Dracula type vampire movie um Nosferatu from 1922 Nosferatu also so it was an unauthorized version of Dracula it's younger Uh than or it was it was older than the 1931 Dracula but it was unauthorized and basically there was a lawsuit and the result was that all copies of Nosferatu were to be destroyed, but a few people actually kept them, and that's the only reason why we have seen it today. It is uh, public domain, so you can literally watch it anywhere. Fucking terrifying. And you know what? It's um, probably one of the movies in the running for our um, horror movie live stream on Halloween. It is. It is. So, um maybe we'll maybe we'll do like an Instagram poll and we'll do like a vote oh, on that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And people can vote on what movie they want us to watch. Yeah, and we'll run it for a couple of days so we can get a good sample size. Yeah, that's good. So, Nosferatu. Yep. Spooky, scary, Halloween skeletons. No. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So here we are. At number okay. one. I'm either going to get really angry or I'm going to agree. Do you want to guess? You're not going to get it, but you can guess. <laughs> if I don't get it, then your list is wrong. No, it's not. Because you're going to, I, I promise you, I'm going to say this and you're going to go, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> tell me what it is and I'm going to tell you. You're no, wrong. you tell me. No, 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 no. It has to be Frankenstein. 
It is Frankenstein. Okay, good. Not Frankenstein's monster. It's Victor Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, yeah. No, it's Frankenstein. You think Dr. Frankenstein yes is more iconic than now Frankenstein's she's mad monster. now I'm turning she's the podcast mad off. i'm turning it off <laughs> you're wrong right, hear me out no, no 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 i'm not hear me out hear me out hear me out hear me out so frankenstein as most people know first came to be when mary shelley wrote the story in the early 1800s as part of a contest while staying at lord byron's home they were having like a little staycation her her husband lord byron his i think like girlfriend and so they decided to have a contest because they were all cooped up inside to see who could write the scariest story. That's fun. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein in that short period of time. And immediately they were like, nope, that's it. That's the scariest story. That's so cool. Yeah. It, and it basically like it, it's, it's still around today. Like it's just really... I, I mean, come on, that's that's pretty impressive in and of itself. But yes, so <laughs> Frankenstein's monster wasn't, don't get mad. You're going to get mad and I know you're going to get mad. All right, I'm listening. I wouldn't say he was so much of a villain or a monster as he was misunderstood. No, I agree with that. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. But I think so we're getting when somewhere. you think Frankenstein, <laughs> you're clearly thinking Frankenstein's monster. There's, yeah, there's yes. people that like are purists that are like it's frankenstein's monster not frankenstein or when you're an um, english major yeah um but you you're thinking of the monster and and like that is the iconic part i know yes but of the movie what is the or not even just the movie of the of the entire story what is the part that you think of the most the he's alive part Yes. Who yeah. is yelling he's alive? Who made Frank- him alive? I know it's Frankenstein's monster, but I couldn't tell you who played uh, that uh, doesn't, no, Dr. But Frankenstein. Nobody can tell you who played, unless you're like me and you're a little bit crazy. Nobody can tell you who played a lot of these characters, and they still ranked well. But uh, depending on like what inter- iteration you watch or you read, like a lot of the rampages that Frankenstein's monster went on, the acts of violence he committed, all of it was out of fear, out of provocation, out of like just not knowing his own strength. And because yeah. he was so young, he, he was mentally very young, but had an adult body, a hella adult body. Yeah. And I mean, and also let's not forget that Frankenstein even named his monster Adam in some of the versions of these stories because of the the connotation of him being so new and the first of his kind. And while his behavior was wrong, it can be understood and go back to his lack of understanding of the world around him because he was, no pun intended, very green. Yeah. And just like, like, for example, like little kids, they need to learn not to touch a hot stove and they only learn by doing. And Frankenstein is kind of the same deal. Like, he needs to learn to, like, I don't know, like, not hug so tight, I guess. But, like, my point is, Dr. Frankenstein had no excuse. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was doing when he created his monster, Adam. Then he just completely left him to his own devices, didn't bother to really teach him much, gave up at the first sign of trouble, took no responsibility for his creations or the actions of his creations, or like his own man. actions. Um, and while he and all the while he portrays himself as the victim, but really he's the villain in the scenario because he has so little care 
for if not if not the creature if he doesn't see his creation as human he does not care for the other human beings around him he does not care what his creation might do to other people he would just rather stick his head in the sand and oh well i this wasn't as great as i thought it was going to be this doesn't make me look as good as i thought it was gonna do so i'm just gonna act like it didn't happen Mm -hmm. And, and and literally like as a result of him essentially like just creating this man baby and then dipping he indirectly just caused people indirectly he cost people their lives including his fiance nearby villagers innocent people like animals (laughs) it's just it's it there was a lot of destruction in the monster's wake but also the the sole reason for any of that was because of frankenstein dr Mm -hmm. victor frankenstein and by defying the laws of nature solely for his own amusement and perceived benefit it shows that he also has a complete disregard for humanity and that's honestly one of the themes with all of our our episodes with killers that's the general theme they have no humanity they have no regard for it they Mm -hmm. have no respect for it they do not care about other human beings and if i may so speak my case your honor okay that is the most frightening characteristic of all of these villains because that's the one we can go home and we can say okay but dracula isn't real freddy krueger isn't real i hope there are people like this out there yeah and like w- again with all of those villains all of them also have a purpose whether it's for personal gain like dracula just like he wants to suck your blood or like it's revenge in the case of jason Voorhees or michael myers like there's there's all of them have have like a goal to reach they all have like a reason for being and dr frankenstein's reason for committing the atrocity that he commits atrocities that he commits is simply that he just doesn't care and refuses to acknowledge that he's made a mistake even if it Mm -hmm. means hurting so many other people yeah and so if you will see your honor i did not perjure myself i i agree but i i'm gonna say that (laughs) I think that this list should have been in two separate parts. One being classic monsters or classic uh, icons and modern icons. Yeah, I tried to. So I kind of, that's that was kind of, I know we talked about process. I didn't include this. So my initial process was I took the most iconic fictional, like classic characters and the more modern classic characters and of those Uh i picked my top three from each and that's why it's top six and not top five and so it it was so that's why i also alluded to before like it's kind of like march madness but not quite like march madness because for example like hannibal lecter did not place in my in my top three he placed he placed high he didn't place top top three but um yeah and in this case and i really i so frankenstein was going to be my number one at first because of the pop culture that we'll get into in a minute but the more i researched it he's just it's it's not his fault Mm -hmm. it's it's truly like he he is a victim himself 
Yeah. But. <laughs> no. No, I agree. It's not the list I would have made, but yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll run with that. That's, a, that's as much as you're going to get. That's as much as I'm going to get. And I know that. So that's what I'm running with. Um, but to get into the pop culture side of Frankenstein, obviously the one that everybody knows the most is the 1931 film Frankenstein, um, which stars, can you guess it? Uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, Yeah. that's my baby. Um, stars Boris Karloff and it's pretty much a direct remake, not remake, but like it's directly inspired by as opposed to other movies maybe inspired by like the general story of frankenstein and his monster or the like like a movie that is also based on it like they base it Mm -hmm. off of that movie this is based on mary shelley's novel um which fun fact wasn't just called frankenstein it also had the title the modern prometheus oh and in some cases it was frankenstein colon the modern prometheus so we got a few little interesting what a brilliant woman. Um, but yeah, so like all the other classics, you can only really rent this. You can't really buy it. Um, but it's got, it, it's it's for good reason. It's got a, a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got an 88% Google score. It's got a 100% tomato meter rating on wow. Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% audience score. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And I will also say that it's one of the few horror movies but that are like classic classics that are yeah. on Peacock that this one you've got to pay the premium for. Oh, really? That's how, yeah, that's how classic it is. All right. Well, then. And the critics' consensus is, quote, still unnerving to this day, Frankenstein adroitly explores the fine line between genius and madness and features Boris Karloff's legendary, frightening performance as the monster. End quote. That's it. Slam Mm -hmm. dunk. We're done here, but we're not. We've got more. Um, I didn't mention this, but don't forget, we've also got the Munsters, in which case Herman Munster is kind of just like a lampoon of Frankenstein, but he's very goofy. He's very, like... What's the word that I'm looking for? Like very, very, like childlike, just mm-hmm. like Frankenstein's monster, but more intellectual and more understanding of emotion and feeling. Yeah. And I love him. And my dad and I used to watch that all the time. And it's a great series. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but next, so this one you can watch for free on Pluto TV. There's no reason not to have Pluto TV. It is free. Um, it is the 1994 film, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which was, again, adapted straight from the movie, but it's directed by and stars Kenneth Branagh, who's just like, say what you want. Yeah, he was shitty to Emma Thompson, but Homeboy makes a good movie. Um, it won an Academy Award for best makeup and hairstyling, actually. Okay. And it's... Got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which, mm, and then it's got an 82% Google score, a 38% tomato meter rating, and a 49% audience score. But again, I don't think this is correct because also, do you know, I think that people did not like the liberties that he took with this because, for example, like, 
as opposed to being like black and white and Frankenstein's monster is green and all this other stuff. Yeah. So Frankenstein's monster is played by Robert De Niro. And he Uh. is quite literally, if you ever get a chance to look this up, the makeup, and again, this is why it won so many awards, because the makeup and the effects that they did make him literally just look like he like the creature actually was, which was pieces of human bodies sewn together. Ooh, okay. Like, his one of his eyes is a different color than the other, and there's, like, a sewn patch, like, around it, as if, like, he put yeah. the eye there. There's, like, another that's, like, going all the way up his, his like, side of his face. There's ones yeah. on his body. Like, it's just, it's very... It, it's, in my opinion, it's more in line with what Mary Shelley envisioned the creature yeah. of being than what it's kind of become. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, for example, he doesn't have, he's got a normal shaped head. He doesn't have that like flat headed, like yeah. jar head looking like thing with the, with the, with the bolts in the neck. That's not yep. what he looks like. And I, and I don't think that was what Mary Shelley's vision was either. It's more of an emphasis on, it's a butchered, like, yeah, this is a body made up of other bodies. Yes. Yes. And for that, I think it deserves more credit. And it's one of those cases where I just think it's like Jennifer's body. People weren't ready. But um, the critics consensus is, quote, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is ambitious and visually striking, but the overall tone and lack of scares make for a tonally inconsistent experience, end quote, which, again, I because it's not about and that's not what Mary Shelley really made it about either. It's not about the scares. It's Mm -hmm. it's it's about the story and what is so terrifying about the story is first of all that this dude would just rob a fucking grave and then so nonchalantly like put these together and that he's just chill with that Mm -hmm. um also helena bonham carter plays the fiance oh i know i know and we get a little taste of the bride of frankenstein in there without giving too much away and it's just overall it's it's a wonderful adaptation in my personal opinion i don't think it deserves the shit that it's been given but um and clearly it does it doesn't if it's won an oscar because like how many times have you seen like a super shitty movie get nominated for an oscar a a couple times all right all right pretend i didn't ask um (laughs) but then finally to close it off on a on a fun caitlin friendly note we have young frankenstein of course the 1974 again mel brooks classic best known for the song putting on the ritz mm-hmm. starring gene wilder as dr frankenstein no frankenstein and it's okay. a whole thing you gotta watch it you gotta watch it um Cloris Leachman is in it. Peter Boyle from Everybody Loves Raymond, the grandpa and Everybody Loves Raymond, plays uh-huh. Frankenstein's monster. Um, like, it's genuinely, it's so, so good. And it's so funny. Um, and what also, I, I, I'm a big fan of Gene Wilder, but what I also loved was Gene Wilder didn't just star in it. He co-wrote the screenplay with Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson. It, it, it shows. It really shows just how hard they worked and how good they did and 
so that's another one. It came out in 1974, and it's another one where you can't really get it for free anywhere because it's so iconic but i highly recommend it it's so good that it got adapted into a musical which starred megan mullally i mean it's it's really it's funny but it's very well done and it kind of makes fun of the overly dramatic renditions of frankenstein that people so often associate with this story Mm -hmm. um so you can find it so obviously you can rent it but then on hulu i believe it's available like without um what's the word that i'm looking for nope i just double checked it's it's another one where you've got to pay for a subscription to this time this time to stars though not to cable and you can find it on tv obviously like i said stars has it encore has it it's got an eight out of ten on imdb a 92% Google score and a 94% tomato meter rating with a 92% Google score I mean audience score bleh, and over 209,000 ratings. Well shit. Yeah, like very impressive. I'm also going to clarify. Uh-oh. You said I say? That the screenplay was written by Gene Wilder and Mel Gibson. It's Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks. We don't like <laughs> Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's been on my mind lately because they finally cast him in something. And I was like, this wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't supposed to happen. He was supposed to have no career until he died. Um, yeah. yeah. That's great. Com- confusing a Jewish entertainer for an anti-Semitic. That's, that's wonderful. Love myself for that. Thank just, you. Just needed to do a, a real quick. Please thank fact you. Check. Please thank you because Lord knows, and you know what? It's been that kind of day. Nightmare before Elm Street. But Nightmare before Elm. Street. <laughs> Nightmare before Elm Street. But the critics' consensus is quote made with obvious affection for the original. Young Frankenstein is a riotously sp- silly spoof featuring a fantastic performance by Gene Wilder. End quote. Couldn't have said it better myself game set match it's truly it's it's so 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 good like fuck it get your own copy it's got terry gar to the list of uh, halloween movies that aren't scary yes yes so for those of you who are a big puss like me this is this is perfect because it's truly not scary like it's just it's just silly it's it's so it's just so fun. fun. It's so it's just it's the story of Frankenstein but seen through a more comedic lens. Yeah. And I love it. I'm a big fan. And you can stream it somewhere. If you're going to spend your your little Amazon coins on something, spend it on this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But that's it. That's where we are. That's where we're at. That's the end of that. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. A nice, a nice long one. Didn't yeah, think it was going to be so long, but you know what? You're worth it. <gasps> Me. Oh, no, I meant the listeners, but you're worth it, too. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell us what your order would be. And uh, if there's any that needed to be added. <gasps> I thought you meant me, and I was like, I, I, I just did that. No, I know. It's been a day. It's been a long ass day. It's been a day. We're talking to the listeners. I know now. Uh, Yeah, our website is Mm crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. 
And you can email us what your list would be. CrimeCulturePod at gmail.com. Yep. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. We are. Shout out to and, our new patrons. Uh, and like we said, ones. go to our Instagram story when we post it at some point. Um, we're going to have like a couple of public domain horror movies that we can watch on Halloween. Uh, vote on which one you want to watch with us. And uh, I'm already trying to think of what costume I'm going to wear. Same. I think I've got it. Yeah? I think I've got it. But... I'll find, I'll find something spooky. Yeah. I won't. Because I'll just scare <laughs> myself. But... All right. Well, we've gone long anyway. So we will see you... This is coming out Thursday on Tuesday. Next <laughs> Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Don't do this to me. Bye. Bye.